What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Devori Darkens Live. We are here. We are ready to go. Um, as always, as always, let me fix my camera here. There we go. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, as always, this podcast is recorded. So you can, you can go back and replay it. Uh, for your benefit and you can rewatch this on YouTube or on Spotify, Google, Apple or Amazon podcast. The main channel of this podcast is on YouTube. Uh, and so th- what does that mean? That means you can go back. I always reference prior episodes for you to check out. And that's the bottom line. I'm sticking to it. And what I'm doing right now, because this is the second day in a row where I started the live on TikTok and it literally kicked me out. It's crazy. But we're going to keep moving forward because that's part of the journey, right? That's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. Now I'm looking at my camera and it's all scuffy. There we go. All right. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Okay. So now we are good to go. Uh, This podcast is all about helping you get what you want in your life. And I'm very confident and I know without a doubt, if you listen and you follow what we discuss in these shows, you're going to have success. It's just, I don't think there's, there is no other way. You're not going to fail doing these things. You're only going to get better. You're only going to get better. And last week we talked about how do you think for yourself? That's a big topic. I get a lot of questions around that. So I'm just saying this up front. If that is something of interest to you, definitely go back last week and watch those episodes. Okay. We talk a lot about the subconscious mind. How do you make changes in the subconscious mind? What is the subconscious mind all about? We talked about that on Monday uh, and Tuesday as well. And so you can go back and watch those as well if you want. Um, But today, today we're going to be talking about habits. Now, before I go any further, let me say this one more time. We are live on TikTok, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, this is recorded. You can go back and rewatch or re-listen to this. Also, this podcast is sponsored by the Purpose Conscious University. It's a place where you can come and learn how to live your purpose, reprogram your subconscious mind, and get what you want out of life. Now, if you are interested in learning more about that, all you have to do is go over to the YouTube channel or my link in bio and hit the link that says join the community. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, I think we're finally ready to go. Habits. We all have them. And I'm not going to spend any time today talking about stuff you have heard a thousand times already. What do I mean by that? I know that you know that you have habits. I know that you know that some of your habits are bad. Just like me. I have habits that don't serve me either. And I have habits that do serve me. The objective today is to answer the question, what are the best habits for you? So you can live your purpose. So you can get what you want out of life. What would those habits be? And the great part about this is that these habits are really tailored to you. So for someone else, 
who's looking to accomplish a particular goal and their goal is different than yours, their habits will be different than yours. So these habits that we're going to be talking about today have more to do with you on an individual level and what you have going on in your life and where you are today in comparison to where you want to go. We're going to talk about those habits. What are those habits that's going to help you actually get there? That's what we're really talking about. Now, if you're thinking, why does this matter? What is this going to help you get? Well, you guys have all heard the quote, we are what we repeatedly do. Right? So if you're doing the same thing every single day, and you're not getting the result that you want, and it's actually not serving you, then how is anything ever going to change if you don't change your habits, right? Now, I'm going to have to take a brief moment because Devori has to take a sip of his fresh coffee. <laughs> awesome. That's really good. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know already, I am definitely a coffee drinker. Um, I like my coffee fresh and hot. I have a, uh, cause I was fiddling around with, um, TikTok today. I have my, that's how I like doing it this way. That's how I like doing it. It's a whole ritual, you know. Only people who are addicted to coffee would understand. <laughs> Anyways, um, let me get one more sip in, huh? All right, there we go. Okay. So here's the deal. We are what we repeatedly do. What you're doing day in and day out is what's getting you the results. It's why your life is the way that it is because of your habits. Okay. Now understand something. What's the difference between a belief and a habit? Well, a belief is more, it has more to do with your emotional side of your life. What you believe in your mind mentally is what will drive your behavior. Habits, on the other hand, are not always really based on beliefs. Habits are sometimes a learned behavior, something that you just always, you, you, you've always been doing this in this way and you never thought to change it. So habits deserve their own discussion, just like beliefs deserve their own discussion. They're two, they're two separate things, but they're also connected too. Sometimes when you change a belief, you'll end up changing habits. Sometimes if you change a habit, you start to form new beliefs because you start to see the results from that new habit. And then you start to say, oh, well, why did I believe I couldn't do that? Now, now you believe that you do. So they work hand in hand. They work uh, separately and they work together. So having said that, um, how do you know? How do you know? You do not have the right habits to get you to where you want to go. How would you know that? It's very simple. How much progress have you truly been making towards your goals? How much progress? How consistent have you been? 
Now, if you were to really, truly audit your behavior, you may find that maybe you are or maybe you're not. Maybe you don't have those habits yet, but you can get them. You can absolutely get them. And so where I want to start first is talking about some of the the misconceptions or uh, no misconceptions and um, some mistakes that you might be making. And that's why you're continuing to have bad habits. It's why you have no success when it comes to changing uh, your habits. Um, And then we'll get into what are the type of habits you want to start developing. So let's first cover this. Does it really take 21 days to develop a new habit? My answer is no. There is no number. There really isn't because you know what truly dictates that number? Your level of intensity, emotion, and consistency in developing this new habit. So if you were to do the same thing every single day, right, and and you had a strong reason on why you were doing it, and you're not just doing it because you're just trying to solve a temporary problem, you're doing it because you want that to be your lifestyle, that may take you 60, 90, 6 months, a year to solve It just depends. There is no exact number. The best way that this is explained is when you're developing a new habit, you have to take this, you have to execute this habit every single day until you no longer have to because you don't have to think about it. It's a habit. And so when people say, well, yeah, it takes about 21 days to develop a new habit. I find that to be very misleading. I find that to be very misleading because you have to understand there are individuals out there and you may be one of them where the habit you're trying to develop is absolutely outside of anything you've ever done in your life. Does not match your current belief system. Does not match the way that you see the world. So this is why when I bring up the point about making irrevocable decisions an irrevocable decision is really the last line of your defense like if you don't have an irrevocable decision made it's over because you may be doing this habit but sooner or later life's going to come up and you're going to stop or you're going to slow down or you're going to skip a couple days one day turns into two days skipped then you skip three days and then you skip four days then you skip a week and then you're back to where you started Irrevocable decision means I'm going to do this regardless. I'm going to take this action regardless. That's what an irrevocable decision is. So the problem is what? The problem is that people are assuming that, okay, if I take this action every single day for 21 days, it'll be a habit and I'll be good. And... I wouldn't set that expectation. I would set the intention that I'm going to do this until I no longer have to do it because it's a habit. Think about this. You, when you're developing a new habit, you have to do it every day. This is what you have to tell yourself. I have to do this every day until I no longer have to because I want to. When you want to do it every day, now you're on the verge of making it to a point 
where you no longer have to think about it. So let's picture this in your mind. You may want to write this down. Think about this. I want you to think about it's three levels. Okay, it's three levels. And basically, the bottom level would be level number one. This is where you have to take this action every single day. You have to. There is no other way around it. There's no excuse. You have to. It's how you feel. It's what you're telling yourself. I have to do it. I have to do it. Level two, which is the next level, you start getting to a point where you want to do it. This is where you're really emotionally involved. Oh, I want to do it. I'm looking forward to doing this. I want to do this. And then level number three would be you don't even have to think about doing it. You just automatically do it. Now, how long does it take to go from that, from between these levels, right? From level one to level three, right? How long does it take? No one can give you that answer. That would be very disingenuous. No one can give you that answer. It just depends on the burning desire that you have with the habit that you're developing. Like if you're not really convicted or if you don't have any conviction, excuse me, if you don't have any conviction with this habit, if you don't have a strong purpose on why you're developing this habit, the whole 21 day thing, that's, that is not going to happen. I find it to be a huge misconception when it comes to um, developing habits. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about developing and understanding the right habits you need to have to get to where you want to go. If you want to get more out of your life, you're going to have to change what you repeatedly do every day. That's what you're going to have to do. And even though we have a lot of people who come out and say 21 days or 60 days or 90 days takes to develop a habit, I've found, and I, and I have great experience in this. Number one, I served in the military for 13 years. In the military, I've gone through quite a few trainings that were based on developing habits. Number one would be boot camp. Number two would be my officer training. Okay. Uh, also, I was an instructor in the military. So when it comes to habits, in my experience, I've noticed that there is no number. It's always based on principles. The principle being, if you don't have a burning desire, it ain't going to happen regardless. If you do have a burning desire, I mean, there is no set date. It will happen, though. As long as you have that burning desire, you will develop that habit, and it will, and it will become your lifestyle. Now, here's another thing. Why the 21 days uh, thing is not really as accurate as we would like it to be, you know, because sometimes when you say that number, people are like, oh, okay, cool, I can do that for 21 days, perfect. Well, what happens when you get to day 21 and that's not happening? Then you get discouraged. That's why I say I would never put a number on that. I would be focused on principles. Okay, level one is I have to do this. All I need to do is get to the level where I feel like I want to do it. And when I'm at the level where I want to do it, then I just want to get to a level where I no longer have to think about doing it. 
It's much more simple to process that in your mind than trying to figure out when is this habit going to become permanent. So that's number one that we have to understand about habits um, and stop making that mistake about putting a number on it. Um, Another thing that I noticed that we do make a mistake in is trying to develop multiple habits at one time. So this goes back to um, what I always love bringing up about personal development. It's one thing to saturate your mind with positive information. But the last thing you want to do is kind of, is saturate your mind with different ideas trying so you can develop different habits at one time. Meaning if you're trying to change a lot of things that you do throughout the day, you will automatically overwhelm yourself. And your subconscious mind is just going to reject that. Your subconscious mind needs one target. It needs one image. It needs one idea, not a hundred ideas. It needs one habit that it can focus all of its energy on. And that's what you want to do. Now, most people are trying to develop five habits at one time. That ain't going to cut it. That's just way too much. Maybe two at most. I often tell people, just focus on doing one thing. What's one thing that you can do differently every single day? That's it. And once you've got that as a habit, move on to the next one. What's the one thing that you could do every single day? See, when you only have to think about only doing one thing differently every single day, it's much easier for you to believe that it's possible to develop that as a habit. But if you're trying to develop three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different habits at one time, obviously you're going to get to a point emotionally where you feel like, okay, this is not going to work. It's just too much. And that's a huge, huge mistake that people are making. Um, And it's not helping them. It's not helping them. So what have we talked about up to this point? Today's show is all about helping you get what you want out of life. And what we're talking about as it pertains to that is understanding what are the habits you need to have to achieve your goal. Now, we're right now in a period where we're talking about the mistakes and misconceptions that people have. Number one would be it takes 21 days to develop a new habit. There is no number. That number is arbitrary, meaning it's it may be 21 days for someone else, and then it may be a year for another person. It just depends. Depends on what, Devori? Depends on these simple principles. Does the individual have an emotional investment in this habit? If there's no emotional, uh, if they're not emotional about this habit, they don't have a burning desire, it won't last. So let me give you guys some examples. I'm going to tell you guys some stories. So one, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the, the military. We, we would have some people that I saw through my boot camp and officer uh, candidate school where they came in with bad habits and they left with bad habits. The habit never changed. You see, why is that? I find that when a person, it, like, for example, 
people, what they try to do is find a shortcut. They are very stubborn. They don't want to change their habits. Some habits are deep. They've been doing it for a majority of their life. And I find the deeper the habit, the longer it takes to change. And so we would have people come into the military. They would be in a new environment. They would be developing new habits. But when they left, the bad habit was still there. Because it's not enough time. They were only in the training for 60 days. That's not enough for them. If they were in that training for, let's say, a year, just maybe, just maybe that habit would go away. Let me give you guys another story. If you think about the training that the Navy SEALs and Special Forces, the training that they have to go through, uh, mentally, physically, you wonder why it takes so long to become a Navy SEAL? Why does it take so long? Like in the Army, to become a Special Forces soldier, it takes two years. Why does it take so long? Well, obviously there's a lot of training that needs to be conducted. But if you were to think about the mind, it's going to take a bit to program this soldier to do exactly what we need this soldier to do. It's going to take a while. And I'm telling you, the military, they go to the extremes. They put these people in environments, scenarios that you would never want to experience. Some of these experiences could give people PTSD just like that. That's why they usually have doctors on hand to evaluate the mental um, health of these individuals when they're going through the training. Uh, because some people, they mentally break down. Well, they're going through this type of training, and it's that extreme because the military understands. 21 days? Okay. No. 60 days? No. What we're trying to do to this elite soldier is, is to make them not only the most competent, the most efficient, the most effective, but a soldier that can execute an order like that with no hesitation, can work with their team with no hesitation. That takes years. And this is why I say 21 days is disingenuous. You have to think about the habit you're developing. You have to think about do I have a vested interest in this habit or am I just doing this habit because it sounds good? I've seen this throughout my life and I've seen it even with myself where you could be doing something differently for an entire year. Something comes out of nowhere and bam, you're back to doing what you were doing previously. You spent that entire year doing one action differently and then bam, it's gone. Well, I thought, I thought it was a habit. No. You truly have to look within yourself and see that some habits are going to take some time. And I have to say that because people go in with the wrong expectation. And when that expectation is not met, they quit. They just had the wrong information. They're being told, oh, yeah, you can develop a habit within 21 days. 21 days get, gets there and... They still don't feel like it's a habit, so then they quit. Now, this is not to discourage you. This is to encourage you that, yes, you can change your habits, but you have to not only have the right expectation of yourself, but you need to understand what's truly going on inside of you. 
Some habits run deep. Some habits run deep. Some habits, you have a traumatic experience associated with it. So to just try to develop a new habit that's polar opposite to that is going to take some work. And I, I always tell people, sometimes you can change a habit quickly, and then sometimes, and if not most of the time, it's going to take a while. But it can happen. It can happen. It just is based on your emotional involvement, your burning desire. That's the key ingredient. That's the key ingredient. Now, if I go back to the military examples, they're spending two years constantly in an emotional state. They're emotionally stressed out. They're emotionally motivated. They're emotionally inspired. They're emotionally angry at times. They're constantly emotional during all this training. So their subconscious mind is wide open and they're just getting hit with repetition constantly. And when they do leave the training and they do become a certified special forces in the army or they become a Navy SEAL in the Navy, it doesn't stop there. When they get to their unit, they get right back to repetition over and over and over again. Because sometimes you have deep habits, they just take a while. So you have to understand that. You just have to understand that. That does not mean that you're never going to be able to get rid of that bad habit. You will. It just means that some will happen quickly. Some will happen, uh, it, it, it may take a while. But the key or the common denominator is the emotional part of you. So let me give you an example when it can happen really quick. So uh, this would be an example where most of the time it's not a good thing. So if you were to have a traumatic experience, well, your habits will change immediately. Your habits will change. Uh, and this is, you don't want that to happen to anybody, of course. This is when people get PTSD or, or something of that nature, you know. Um, that's another way. Another way, like I was explaining in the beginning, is sometimes if you were to change a belief because you finally sat down and kind of reevaluated and did the work, you'll find that your habit starts to change over time. Uh, th that's another example of how quickly it, it can change. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even have to do anything. It's just you going through your belief system and saying, oh, yeah, that belief doesn't make sense. I let that go. I no longer believe in that. And now you'll see the change in your behavior automatically. Sometimes it can happen that fast. So regardless, what's the point here? The point so far is that drop the expectations on how long it should take you to develop a habit and put your focus on the reasoning behind it. Like, is there a strong emotional reason? Is this an irrevocable decision for me? Is this a lifestyle change? That's what you want. If it's not a lifestyle change, if it's not something that's really tied to a purpose, something emotional for you, you're not going to do it. Now, one more example, and then we'll move to our, what are the, these habits you should be developing. It, there's this thing about smoking. Sometimes somebody could immediately just stop smoking because it has something to do with their children. I've heard times where people said, hey, you know what? 
my kid came up to me and said and asked me, why do I smoke? And they didn't like that I smoked. And I felt so emotionally bad that I just done. Because it's the emotional part that truly controls what you're doing. Sometimes we're doing, sometimes we have habits that they're just habits. We just develop them for no reason. Or if there is a reason, usually the reason is faulty. A great example of this is when I was in Afghanistan, um, I was smoking cigarettes. Not because I wanted to smoke cigarettes, because everybody else was smoking cigarettes. So I developed the habit of smoking cigarettes. And then when I got home, I kept smoking cigarettes. And then one day, I started to realize, oh my God, my life's going to go off the deep end here. I'm drinking every day. I'm smoking every day. This is leading to nowhere, to destruction. And I started getting very emotional. I started saying, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. Like, why, why am I doing this to myself? You know, and what happened? <laughs> I ended up quitting because I realized what was going on. Now, that is an example when someone is smoking cigarettes, not because they're really addicted to the nicotine chemically. It's just a social habit that they developed, a coping mechanism, right? So sometimes you can develop a habit quickly too and get rid of it quickly. It just depends on your emotion. Depends on the circumstance. There is no like one plus one equals two. It's all based on your emotional state, your mindset. It's the mindset behind these habits that are either going to get rid of them or and develop new ones, good or bad. That's what it's always about. And I would say environment plays a role in that too. So why was I smoking cigarettes? Well, it was the environment I was in. High stress environment. Everybody's smoking cigarettes. You don't really have access to any alcohol or anything like that. So the, the, the next best thing to do is to smoke. And obviously, the way they manufacture cigarettes is so that it's addicting. So what happens? People become addicted to it. All because of the environment. A lot of habits you have is because of your environment. Think about this. Great example, by the way. There are individuals that are listening to me right now. You live on the West Coast. I live on the West Coast. I live in California. And unless you're living in somewhere, let's say like San Francisco, and maybe a little part of LA, you have to get in your car to get to where you want to go. Like majority of places in California, you have to get in your car to get to where you want to go. You don't walk. Unless you're in downtown San Francisco or downtown LA, there's no purpose to have a car if you're living in downtown San Francisco or downtown LA. Other than that, everywhere else in California, you're going to get in your car and you're going to drive. Now get this, that's a habit. Now what happens when you move from California to New York City? You don't need a car. Why? Because of the environment. The environment is not conducive for people who have vehicles. It just does not make any sense. So you walk everywhere. You take the subway everywhere. So understand something. Your habits are also controlled by your environment. If I'm living in New York City, why would I have the habit of getting in my car and trying to drive places? I wouldn't do that anymore. I'd get rid of that. 
See, in California, why would I constantly go out every night when I have to drive? Sometimes I'm just going to stay in and I'm going to eat. But if I'm in New York City, oh, I'm getting something to eat every single time because the city moves too fast. It takes a while to get to places, right? It takes a long time. You have to walk everywhere. So I don't have time to go home and cook up a meal. I'm just going to eat out. That's what most people who, in, people who live in New York City, that's exactly what they do. They don't cook at home. Most of them are eating out constantly. It's a habit that they develop because of their environment. That's the way it works. So we have to be very understanding uh, of the environment that we're in. That's number one. We have to be very understanding that our expectation of how long a habit's going to take is unreasonable. We got to get rid of that. We have to understand the key ingredient to developing a habit and making it stick. It's our emotional state, our burning desire for this habit. There's no burning desire. There's no emotion. It's not going to happen. And fourth, we have to understand there are habits we already possess that run deep. They run deep. And we just have to understand that. So where does this leave us? This leaves us with the understanding that habits are not what people make them out to be. And we don't have the right understanding because they don't teach us this in school. Can you believe that they do not teach students about habits? But they want them to have the habit of studying. They want them to have the habit of passing the test. They want them to have the habit of showing up on time and participating in class, but they never actually teach them how to actually do that. It's fascinating, which is why I love what I do. Because this is information that will change your life and will continue to change your life for the better. So let's get into the type of habits that I recommend that you put your attention on. The type of habits that I recommend you put your attention on is called positional habits. Now, you, excuse me. You've heard success habits or habits for success or productivity habits or habits, broadly speaking. But I want to call this positional habits. Let me help you get clear on what that means. It means that the habit that you are developing is a habit that's going to put you in a position to receive the thing that you want in your life. doesn't matter what it is. If you want to receive more money, then you need to develop a habit that puts you in that position to receive more money. If you want a stronger relationship, then you need to develop a habit that puts you in a position to, to develop a stronger relationship. I'm going to give you some great examples to what that actually looks like. If you want to be a better communicator, which is what we talked about yesterday, you need to develop the habit of putting yourself in a position to be a better communicator. And for people to want to want to communicate with you. Um, again, if you want to make more sales in your business, you need to have habits or a habit in your business that puts your business in a position to receive sales in the first place. 
So let's go through these examples. Let's say you're a business owner, whether you're brick and mortar or you're online. And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, majority of the business owners and online business owners are not doing this. I was one. I was a brick and mortar business owner. Now I'm an online business owner. I've been through this time and time again. Let's say the goal of this business owner is to double their monthly revenue. So let's say they're at 10,000 and they want to get to 20,000. All right, Devor, you said positional habits. So give me an example of that. Perfect. What's the one habit that business owner should develop for the business so the business is in a position to receive $20,000 instead of the $10,000? Well, I'm going to give you a great example of what happened to me. I had a juice bar and we were averaging somewhere around, it was like 25000 uh, to 30,000 a month. I would say 20 to 30, it would, it would kind of go back and forth. It was like an average. And I got to thinking, well, how can I generate more revenue without necessarily running any ads? Because I noticed running ads on the radio, waste of money, running ads in the magazine, waste of money. Um, and in our town or in this area, people put a lot of ads on the push carts in the grocery store. So when you get the cart, there's like an ad on the little front of it. You know, a lot of people pay for that. I noticed none of that was working. So I said, all right, well, what's one thing that I could do differently that would get people's attention and make them come in? That way we earn $30,000. What's that one habit? Well, the habit that I developed was going around town and putting up signs. I put up signs everywhere. I put up signs on the corner of every major intersection in the city. And I, and I did that without any approval, by the way, which, you know, that did come back to, <laughs> they, they, they were not happy about it, to say the least. But the business was happy because we earned almost $40,000 that month from doing that. Now, that is a habit that put our company in a position to receive the money. We weren't going to receive the money if nobody knew we were there. That's the part about business that people seem to miss. No one's going to buy anything if they don't know you. If you're not getting any attention, if people are not seeing you consistently, how do they know you exist? I think that's one of the primary lessons as a business owner. If you do not respect that principle, nobody's going to buy from you. doesn't matter how great your product or service is. This is why Starbucks is located where it is. This is why they put McDonald's where it is. This is why they put Target across the street from a Walmart. They do these things purposely. That's why. Because they want to make sure that people see, oh, here it is. They're open for business. This is where, they lo where, where they're located. Right? So what I did is I made a habit Every single weekend, because basically this is what, the way it went. Monday through Friday, the code enforcement for my city works normal hours. They start work at 8 a.m. and they're off by 5 p.m. So I knew that they're only going to work Monday th through Friday. They don't work on Saturday and Sunday. So what I did Friday at 6 p.m. every single week, I went around town and put up the signs. Monday at 7 a.m., I went back around town and took down the, the signs because I started getting warnings. So 
the amount of people that saw these signs, it correlated to people coming in, spending more money, which got us to 40000 I put the business in a position to receive the money. Okay? Now, that's more of a business thing, right? So let me give you a personal example. Um, now, in my own life, uh, one of the things I love doing is um, obviously serving my purpose, helping people succeed, right? So one of the habits that I developed, uh, this was last year, was making sure that no matter what, every single day, I'm talking to someone and actually helping them out. Why? Because that puts me in a position to help more people. If I'm not actually helping anybody, how am I going to help more people? Does that make sense? Like my goal was like, okay, how can I, how can I help more people? How can I have more clients? How can I coach more people? Well, I got to put my, myself in a position where I'm actively doing that every day. So the habit that I developed was Monday through Friday, no matter what, I am coaching people every single day because that's my purpose. I love doing that. And because I developed the habit of doing that, let me make something clear. There are a lot of coaches out there that don't do this. They only coach people once a month or once a week or twice a month. My thing is Monday through Friday, I'm showing up every single day, no matter what, and I'm studying and coaching my clients. That put me in a position to not only grow my business, but it put me in a position to provide a greater service, which in turn grows my business and people get better results. So I put myself in a position where I not only was I going to benefit because I'm a product of the product, but I put myself in a position where I increased the value of what I provide to people. And that gave me what I wanted, which was more clients. Now, I'll give you guys another example, and I think this is really, really simple. If you're in a relationship, how can you put yourself in a position where your relationship becomes stronger, where your relationship becomes better? Choose one thing that you could be doing every day that you know is going to make the relationship stronger, right? So one simple thing um, that you can do, or even in my relationship that we do, um, is I always, uh, make it a habit to say, thank you, no matter what. Um, that's an example. I always make it a habit to, um, this is more of a kind of an environment thing, wash the dishes. So if I dirty any dishes, I'll just wash them immediately. Do, do you guys get what I'm saying here? I think a lot of times people are trying to develop habits that have no meaning. You want to develop habits that put you in a position for success. Another example of this would be if I want to be known and I want to grow my company and I want to help more people, why would I not have a podcast? I'm putting myself in a position to be discovered by having a podcast that's live on YouTube, that's live on Facebook, that's live on TikTok. Because it's being shown to people who really don't follow me. So that's how I'm putting myself in a position to get known. It's a habit. It's a habit for me to do this podcast.
Listen, this happens all the time. Let's say Wendy's wants to donate a million dollars to Children's Hospital by the end of this year. Wendy's, you know, the fast food joint, right? Or let's just go with McDonald's because I don't know if Wendy's is all over the place. McDonald's. McDonald's wants to be able to donate a million dollars to Children's Hospital by the end of the year. So you know what they do? They develop a habit for all their drive through and cashiers to put the company in position to receive the million dollars. And guess what the cashier and the drive through cashier do? What do they ask you? Hey, would you like to round up so you can donate the rest to Children's Hospital? What happens? A lot of people say yes. They get the million dollars. They donate to Children's Hospital. You see, companies are doing this every single day. That's why they ask those questions. That's why they sound like robots, because it's a habit. It's a habit for me to say, all right, your, the, uh, your order is $5.67. Would you like to round that up to $6 even so you can donate to Children's Hospital? That simple statement for like five seconds makes McDonald's a lot of money so they can donate the money to Children's Hospital. It's an example. I'm not too sure if they're actively doing that, but they have done that. And there are plenty of restaurants you've been to that do that. Uh, I know Panda Express does that all the time. And when you when you give them the extra money, they ring ring the bell and then they all stop and say, oh, thank you. That's a habit right there. That's a habit that puts the, the business in a position to have the money to donate. So what's the point here? Think about what you have going on. Think about what it is that you want to receive. What is that thing? What is the thing that you want to manifest? Like, for example, if you're looking to manifest more money, you want to earn more money, you got to stop the bad habit of complaining about money. You need to develop the habit of being grateful for your money. Does that make sense? Not only just being grateful for money, but giving. That's another thing. If you're planning to be successful at any level, if your mindset and your habit is trying to get something from people, you're out of position. You're not in a position to receive. You're out of position. Putting yourself in, putting yourself in a position to receive means you are giving constantly. Giving. Giving what? Everything that you got. Making sure that you show up every single day and do the best that you can. When someone needs help, you give it with no expectation of receiving anything. So positional habits are habits that put you in a position to receive the things that you want in your life. It's only a matter of time. If you develop the habit you keep using it. You keep executing. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. So what you want, you have it in your mind. You know what it is that you want. But your action needs to be something that matches that frequency. 
Now think about that. Let's go back to the juice bar example. I went around town putting up these signs all the time. What was I doing? I was matching the frequency of the results. The results are we're making this amount of money. Well, you can't make that amount of money if nobody knows you. So the action was get people to know us. People who make that amount of money in a restaurant or more is because people know them. It's on the same frequency. If you're making a low amount of money, it's because nobody knows you. If nobody knows you. How do they know that you're open for business? How do they know they, they can even purchase from you? How do they know you even have a solution? You see, the frequencies don't match, right? You want what's up here, more money in your business, but your actions don't match that. Actions being what? Making sure that you are known, that people know who you are, that they, that they know you have a solution, that you're providing value, that you're giving. Think about this for a second. A person who's making $50,000 a month versus a person who makes $50,000 a year, what's the difference? Habits, for sure. One has a habit of providing more value in solving a bigger need than the person who's only making $50,000 a year. They have a habit that's only worth $50,000 a year. Think about that. So what we have to start really considering here is if we want to get the things that we want in our life, if we want to receive it, right, if we want to manifest it, if we want to achieve it, we have to put ourselves in position for that. And it just comes down to identifying what those habits might be. And they're different. This was this is why I said it's not a script. It's not a blanket. Here's the habits. No, no. These habits are really unique to you. So think about it. Here's so here's the practical step that you should take. Think about your goal and see it in your mind. See it presently happening. See it in the present tense. Okay, I'm there. It's happening. Boom. Then what I want you to do is think about okay. What, what would I be doing every day that's giving me this? What would I be doing every day? What would I have been doing even before this happened? What would that habit be? Now, let me give you some great examples of this. Let me give you some great examples. One of the things that I wanted to do was because uh, there, there was a few months of this year where I was not coaching at all. Okay. And so I said, all right, my current or my next goal here is I want to start up coaching more people again. And I want to be able to coach at least 20 people. And I want to, and I want it to be one-on-one. -on -one. I want to coach 20 people, group and one-on-one. -on -one. So what did I need to do? I needed to have calls with people every day. Well, it only took a matter of time, but then I, I got 20 clients. Because I was on calls every single day. So if if you're if if I'm if I'm receiving 20 clients on a monthly basis, that would mean that I'm on calls on a monthly basis. That's the habit. The habit of contacting, the habit of talking to people, the habit of having these conversations with people. That puts me in a position to receive the clients. The clients are not going to just fall out of the sky. I got to put myself in position. So if you're out there being busy, 
but not actually putting your position, putting yourself in a position to receive what it is you want, it, it's not going to work. Sometimes we make the mistake of developing habits or taking action in areas that really do not bring us the results that we want. They're not high leverage. They're not income producing. They're not really effective progress making habits. So think about your goal. Think about where you really want to be and ask yourself, what is the habit that would get me there? What is that habit? If I was to do this every single day and it became oh, my lifestyle, that would really help me get to my goal. That's the positional habit that you want. A habit that puts you in a position to receive the things that you are asking for. And again, it's the same thing for people who are like, well, Devoria, I'm really listening because I want to manifest something. Well, what's your habits? Do you have the habit of the person who would manifest what it is that you want? Think about that. Think about it. Do you have that habit? So if let's say you're like, listen, I want to manifest a stronger relationship with my daughter. Let's say you're a father. I want to manifest a stronger relationship with my daughter. What habit would a father who has a strong relationship with their daughter have? He would have the habit of contacting her on a consistent basis. So if you're not contacting your daughter on a consistent basis, but you keep asking God and praying and wanting to manifest a stronger relationship with your daughter, but you, there's no consistent communication, how's that going to happen? Right? And and there's nuances to that because I'm I'm assuming there's nothing wrong with your daughter. I'm assuming functioning, she's okay, she has a job, she has a regular life, things like that. I'm not talking about someone who has a daughter who may be in trouble or maybe in drugs or something like that. So think about that. Well, you know what? I really want to strengthen our relationship, but you guys never go on dates. How does that work? Right? So that's another habit. The habit of going on, the habit of dating each other, even if you're married, that puts your relationship in a position to what? Become stronger to stay stronger, to stay healthy. That's another example of it. Well, I just really want to have some quality time with my children. So what could you do? Make sure that Monday through Friday, there's always dinner. You guys sit at the table. There's always dinner. There's no cell phones. It's just you and the kids. That's a habit. That puts your family in a position to be able to finally sit down with no distractions and communicate over some good food. That's another example of that. Right? Hey, I want to be the most productive I can be for my company. So what's a habit you can have that puts you in a position to do that? Well, you come in and the first thing that you do is you knock out the hardest thing. That puts you in a position for the rest of the day to be very productive because you've already knocked out the hardest thing. Right? That's another example of that. Another example, which is so simple, 
Well, I want to make sure that I'm not late to the meeting with my boss. We always have these meetings every two weeks, and I want to make sure I'm not late. So the habit I'm going to develop to put myself in a position to never be late is what? Show up 15 minutes early. In the military, they did this to us. How do you make sure that you don't discharge your weapon on accident or uh, because you're fooling around or whatever? What do you do? They make us clear the weapon before we enter a building. They make us clear the weapon before we're going anywhere on base. The weapon is clear. That's a habit that puts the soldier in a position to never have to discharge their weapon by accident and potentially kill somebody. You clear your weapon. So I can keep going, but I think you guys are getting the point. Right? Another example is the goal of an airport is to be able to have people who are flying in and out safely. So what do they do to make sure that happens? They have the habit of doing what? TSA. They check our bags. They x-ray us. They verify our tickets. That's a habit. Puts the airport in a position to make sure that people, you know, there's not this over um, saturated drugs and and crime being um, or coming through the airport. Now, listen, no, no, it doesn't matter what you have going on. Whatever it is that you want, you just have to ask yourself, what is that one thing I should be doing every single day that puts me in a position to receive that? You receive it. You don't get it. You receive it. You receive it by giving. You give with this new habit. By giving with this new habit every single day, you receive the results of that habit. That's the way that it works. Giving and receiving will always be equal. They're opposite of each other. So you give with this new habit. You receive the results of that new habit over time. That's the way that it works. This is why people are not successful in social media. Why? Because they're not giving. They're just trying to get. They don't want to give a year to just straight up value every single day. They don't want to do that. That's too much videos. That's too much time. That's what they say. Oh, man, this is going to take forever. That sounds like a person who truly is not connected to their purpose and is not doing it for the right reasons. Think about what I'm saying here, guys. Think about what I'm saying. I was just thinking about this last night. I was like, man, I just started this podcast. I'm 70 episodes in. I'm trying to get to a thousand. And that's going to be a while before I get there. It's going to be a while before the podcast makes another quantum leap and I get another wave of people watching and listening. It's growing every day, but I also understand when it comes to a podcast, when it comes to a brand, when it comes to a business, you have to fall in love with the daily stuff every, that you should be doing every single day. You should be more obsessed with the habit and not necessarily the outcome. If you're making it all about the outcome and you're not ever making anything about the habit, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed and ultimately quit on yourself. So you want to develop the habit of putting yourself in a position 
to receive the things that you really want. All right. I think I drove that point home pretty well. If I did not, ask that ask ask your questions. Right? You guys are more than welcome to do so. We're going to drop the link in the uh, YouTube for you guys to be able to call in uh, to the show. Uh, let's see here. Let me paste that in here. I do not accept show. I do not accept calls on TikTok. You have to go over to my YouTube channel and in the chat box, you'll see the link to call into the show. So again, I can keep going on and on and on about this. You want to find the best partner. You want to find a better man. You want to find a better woman. What are you doing to put yourself in position to receive that? If you're over here at the club, barely wearing any clothes, acting a fool, are you really going to receive a husband who is loyal, who's respectable, who's a leader? No, you're not, because that's not where they hang out. That's not where they come through. Same thing. If you're a man and you're looking for a great woman, why would you be at the club? Right? This is, this is the most basic concepts ever. Right? And that's why I'm talking about it today, because we, we cannot understand this enough. We just can't. We just got to keep thinking about this every single day. We got to keep contemplating. We got to keep pondering this and saying, you know what? That's right. What can I be doing? What can I do to put myself in a position to receive the right partner, to attract the right person to my life, to attract the right friends, right? To have better business relationships, to be more productive at work. What could I do? What's one thing that I could do differently? I'm not saying a thousand things here. Just one thing. That's all you really need to do. If you just change one thing that you're doing, you're going to see results from that. And remember, I said in the beginning, there's three levels to this. Level number three is what? You have to do it every day to the point that you get to level two where you want to do it every day. Then level number one would be what? You're just going to do it every day without any conscious thought. It is now a permanent habit. And how long does it take to go from feeling like you have to do this every day to wanting to do it? It's all based on your burning desire. How much do you truly want whatever it is that you want? This is why in Think and Go Rich, the first principle to thinking and growing rich in your life is a burning desire. You have to emotionally want this. If you don't, it ain't going to happen. And that's the part about habits that everybody seems to miss. January 1st is going to come around and people are going to say, I'm going to develop the habit of going to the gym. Why though? Why? Why do you feel you need to go to the gym all of a sudden? Why is the gym so important to you? Well, I just really want to quickly get in shape here. That ain't going to cut it. You should be going to the gym because you want to, because you're obsessed, because it's a lifestyle, not because you're trying to fix a temporary problem. I've seen this time and time again with people. They become obese. They start having health problems. They go to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, man, if you don't drop your, your weight, you're going to suffer a heart attack. You know, you're going to kill yourself here. And the person still doesn't listen. They keep doing what they're doing. 
And then they say, you know what? Let me take the shortcut. Let me go get the surgery. Let them remove all the fat out of my body. That will solve the problem. And so they get all the fat removed out of their body. I'm, I can't remember the proper term for the surgery, but the bottom line is this. They remove all the fat from the body. And then what happens? Six months later, they're back to being obese. They didn't have an emotional reason to change their habits. So they didn't. So guys, if you're a person out here and you're like, why am I not developing the habits? Why do I seem to not be any consistent with that? Because you're approaching it logically. You got to stop that. You need to approach it emotionally. What is the habit you can emotionally get behind? What's the habit that has a burning desire behind it? That's what you should be focusing on. You don't have a burning desire. As soon as resistance hits, the habit's finished. You'll bounce back to doing what you're doing previously. It's just the way that the mind works. It's just the way that the mind works. And when we understand that, we stop trying to pursue habits that we're not emotionally prepared for. And we stop trying to develop 100 habits at a time. And we just focus on one. We just focus on one. So what's the habit that you have an emotion for? Because it's something that you have a burning desire for. What is that? Do you want a better relationship? Do you truly desire more money? There is no right or wrong answer. Sometimes we think we want something right now, but we're not ready for it. We're not ready for it. And sometimes we think we want it when we really don't. We're just kind of going off what other people are doing. You got to spend some time and really think about what is it that I truly desire in my heart? If I could have anything that I wanted and money was not a problem, what would that one thing be? If God said, listen, you've got 90 days to live. I'll give you one thing in your life. What would that be for you? Now you're getting into the emotion. Now you're like, oh yeah, I really am going to focus on what really matters to me. And when you're focused on what truly matters, what your heart really desires, you're going to have emotion. You're going to have a reason to have to do this new habit every day until you get your point, until you get to a point where you want to do it. That's the way that it works. And that's why I call them positional habits, a habit that puts you in a position to receive the thing that you're asking for, to receive the thing that you want. You got to put yourself in position. You want to meet more people and network and grow your business. Are you putting yourself in a position to even meet people? You'd be surprised at how many people don't do that. Well, I don't know any other business owners. I don't know anybody that's doing what I'm doing. I don't, I can't meet anybody. Well, because you, you don't have the habit. You don't have the habit of networking. You don't have the habit of going to events. You don't have the habit of conversating and discussing and putting yourself out there to communicate with other people. So you're not, you're not going to put yourself in a position to run into those people. I know. I know this sounds very simple. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, when you do not have the right information and you don't understand, um, you're going to find yourself attempting to develop a habit and it's going to bounce back on you. And then you're going to feel like this doesn't work, which is what people naturally do when things don't go their way, when it comes to personal development or mindset or manifestation, the natural response is, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Instead of saying, you know what? What did I not understand? What is it that I need to go back to and get a clear understanding about? What is it that I should be doing a little differently? I'm not broken. I'm not messed up. What do I need to do to continue to improve so I can put myself in a better position to receive what I want? Now you're looking at your at it as a productive uh, thought instead of destructive. I think we all know what it's like to be stubborn, to admit that we're just not ready. Sometimes we're just not good enough yet. Sometimes we just don't believe enough. Sometimes we're just not ready. And that's okay. If you started at 0% and the objective is to get to 100%, but you're at 50% right now, why would you beat yourself down? Remind yourself, there was a time where you were at 0% when it came to your belief. You didn't believe whatsoever. So just because you're not getting what you want right now does not mean that you will or does not mean that you won't. It's a process. You don't go from zero to 100 belief or habit overnight. It's a process. And instead of tearing yourself down because you're not where you think you should be at this point in time, instead of doing that, what you should be doing is saying, well, have I made progress? Am I a little bit more positive? Am I a little bit more optimistic? Am I a little bit more enthusiastic? Am I a little bit more focused? Am I doing better than I was six months ago, a year ago? If the answer is yes, knock off this whole poor attitude that you're not where you want to be because that's bullshit. You're not going to get to where you want to be if you're not moving in that direction. That's like driving from L.A. to New York. You're in Dallas, Texas, and you're already saying, oh, my God, we haven't made it to New York. This is this is an effed up trip. I'm turning around. But that's literally what we do. So we have to understand where are we right now? We have to understand there's a price that must be paid. That price is giving. You've got to show up. You have to show up every day until you want to show up, until now it's a habit. You no longer have to think about doing it. So enjoy the journey. Make the goal the daily things that you're doing every day. Make the goal, did I execute this habit today? Stop being so driven by the outcome. You already know what the outcome that you want. You know it's there. Mentally, it's there. It's done. But in the present moment, you need to enjoy these actions that you have to take every day. And if you can't enjoy them emotionally, you're not invested. And that's why it won't, it won't happen long term. You'll end up quitting. Not because you're a quitter, but it's because you just don't understand the way your mind works. And your subconscious mind is where your habits are located.
And the only way you're going to reach your subconscious mind is through repetition and emotion. And if you're not emotional, the repetition can only go so far. You have to be emotional. You got to get emotionally involved. That's what opens the gateway to your subconscious mind. The repetition is what makes it stick. This is why I say a burning desire. If there's if there's going to be a secret, if there's going to be a cheat code, a shortcut, it's when a person has a burning desire. They are they are obsessed. They will do whatever is required. I love this story. I was talking to this guy. His father got sick. His his wife was already passed away, so the son had to start taking care of the father. The father needed, required a caretaker. The father didn't have any retirement money to take care of him. So his son had to not only financially, but physically and emotionally take care of his father. Well, his son was a nurse. And as a nurse, you're already working crazy hours. So he knew he wasn't going to be able to take care of his father as a nurse. So what did he have to do? He had to start a new business. He started an Amazon business. And that Amazon business, he made six figures in a year from his Amazon business. Why? Because he had a burning desire to develop the habits of a seven-figure earner, Amazon business owner. That's why. And when his father passed away, which was two years later, what happened? He had no emotion. The emotion was gone. The burning desire was gone. So those habits, those daily tasks that he was doing every day, they have no meaning anymore. So what happened? They went away. And his business went from seven down to six. So we have to understand the key ingredient to any change in life is going to be a burning desire. It's going to be your emotion. And that's what habits are really based on. You don't have any bad habits are developed out of, out of emotion too. It's not just good habits, bad habits too. Why did I develop the habit of smoking a cigarette every day when I was in Afghanistan? Because I was in an environment that was very stressful emotionally. And then everybody else was doing it because they were stressed out. It's just, hey, this is a coping mechanism, right? This is what this is what happens. So whether it's good or bad, you're going to develop habits based on your emotional state. Your emotional state, you're in a low vibration, you're going to develop low vibration habits, bad habits. If you're in a high vibration, you're going to develop positive habits. So I think you guys are getting the point. All right. Uh, let's move to questions. Questions, questions. Let's see what we got going on here. Oh. All right, hold on. For some reason, it's going in and out. Give me a moment, everyone. I'm trying to. There we go. All right. Let's see. There we go. All right. 
Uh, Nikki Fish, I know you're saying you want to join. The link is in my bio on my TikTok profile. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I think you have been asking this question for quite some time. Um, so I'm just going to mute you because I've seen this question time and time again. So you're, you're done. All right. Um, okay. What is your habit that you focus on Devore? The habit that I'm focusing on right now, that's putting me in a position to have the company that I desire is showing up every single day and serving people at the highest level. Like my habit is I physically show up every single day on social media and give as much as I can. I serve. That's my habit. Because I know that the more value I give to people, the more value I will receive. Now, I'm not doing it for the sole reason of receiving anything. I'm doing it because really it's my purpose. It's really everybody's purpose to show up and serve. What do I mean when I say serve? It's a great question. People think, oh, you know, you go down to the Salvation Army and you donate your time. No. Service means you are providing value to others without expecting anything in return. You're solving problems for others. I want to solve problems at the highest level. That's my habit every single day. That habit puts me in a position to grow my company exponentially in a very big way. Um, what kind of habits? I think, uh, yeah, that was answering. Does this have anything to do with auto-suggestion? Auto-suggestion is another way of just saying repetition of thinking about something. Um, yeah, you would need to, with repetition, see what it is that you want to happen so you're so emotionally involved, which causes you to start taking this habit or uh, the, developing this habit every single day. Can we talk about procrastination? I can make that the show for tomorrow. Absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you a question, because I like that question you were asked. Have you read Think and Go Rich at all? So you've been asking me throughout this entire broadcast today about auto-suggestion. I'm not talking about that today, but I, I'm going to answer your question. May you please explain to us the power of auto-suggestion? Okay, have you been reading the book, Think and Grow Rich? Let's see. Chapter four, auto-suggestion.
I, if I were you, I wouldn't try to read the entire chapter. I would read page 107. This would be the third chapter or the second chapter down. It says, you were instructed in the last chapter of the six steps, or you were instructed in the last of the six steps described in the chapter on desire to read out loud twice daily your written statement for your desire and to see and feel yourself already in possession of what it is that you desire. By following these instructions, you communicate what you want directly to your subconscious mind in a spirit of absolute faith. My question for you is, are you doing that? Are you doing that? Throughout Thinking Grow Rich, he gives us the action steps. I find that people never do it. My way of doing what he said is I have my blueprint journal here. I have this journal that I write in every day. I see and feel what I'm writing down every day. His instructions, let me read them again. You are instructed in the last of the six steps described in the chapter of desire to read aloud twice daily the written statement of what it is that you want and to see and feel yourself already in possession of what you want. By following these instructions, you are communicating what you want directly to your subconscious mind in a spirit of absolute faith. Through repetition of this procedure, you voluntarily create thought habits which are favorable to your efforts to transmute what you want into its physical equivalent. If you just read that one paragraph for the next 30 days, auto-suggestion will start to click for you. Me telling you is not the answer. You studying this is the answer. So, auto-suggestion is all you're really doing is automatically, every single day, suggesting to your subconscious mind your desire in the present tense. That's really what you're doing. You're suggesting an idea automatically every single day to your subconscious mind. That idea should be obviously what you want and in the present tense. I say, I call it just emotional repetition of a of your goal, emotional repetition of your new idea. What does that mean? Thinking about your goal every single day with emotion, seeing and feeling it. Like you said, through repetition of this procedure, you voluntarily create thought habits which are favorable to your efforts to transmute what you want into its physical equivalent. He said, go back to these six steps described in chapter two and read them again very carefully before you proceed further. Then when you come to it, read very carefully the four instructions for the organization of your mastermind group described in chapter on organized planning. Now let's go back and read what he said. In the desire chapter, he gives six steps. These six steps are on page 57. It would technically be page... One, two, three, four, the fifth page in the chapter. Now, if you guys don't know, for people who may did not hear me the first time, I'm reading from Think and Grow Rich. 
This particular version is in my YouTube description below the video. So if you want to get this particular copy, you can. I really don't, I don't think it matters what copy you get, for the record. All right, here, here we go. Wishing will not bring you what it is that you want. Now, he, in this book, writes the word riches. I replace the word riches with the statement, what it is that you want, your desire, your goal. Wishing, wishing will not bring you what you want, but desiring what you want with a state of mind that becomes an obsession, then planning definite ways and means to acquire what it is that you want and backing up those plans with persistence, which does not recognize failure, will bring you what you want. There are key ingredients in here. Backing those plans up with persistence, which does not recognize failure. I was just saying this. You guys are out there trying to develop a new habit, a new belief. You're only 30 days in and you're already, oh, this ain't going to work. Wishing will not bring you what you want. Now, he says this in another part of the same chapter. He says there's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. This is what I'm talking about. Wishing for a thing is a person who has not developed the habit yet. They haven't put themselves in a position to receive what it is that they want because they do not believe. There's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until they believe they can acquire it. The state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. So let's go back to it. Wishing will not bring you what you want, but desiring what you want with a state of mind that becomes an obsession. A state of mind that becomes an obsession. A state of mind that becomes an obsession. Then planning, planning definite ways and means to acquire what you want. Definite ways. Definite. I'm going to follow this plan. I'm not going to try to follow a thousand plans. I'm not going to try to do a thousand steps. I'm just going to follow these three simple steps. These six simple actions. Every single day I'm going to work these like I'm obsessed. Now, having said that, let's read the six steps that he recommended. The method by which desire or the method by which desire for what you want can be transmuted into its physical equivalent cons consists of six definite practical steps. I just said it, definite. I'm going to do these six things every single day no matter what. The first step is this, fix in your mind exactly what it is that you want. It is not sufficient merely to say what it is that you want and be vague about it, be very definite. Now, he gives the example of money. It is not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money. Everybody wants plenty of money. Be definite as to the amount of money. Number two, step number two, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for what you want. There is no such thing as something for nothing. Remember, when we give we receive. This is the part that we, this is, a, I think, one of the most common lessons that should be taught from a very young age is you have to give something in order to receive something. You have to solve a problem in order to be valuable. 
right? You have to provide a product or service to earn money. Most people don't get that. If you're not actively solving a problem, if you're not actively providing a product or service, how are you going to make money in this world? You won't. Number three, establish a definite date when you intend to possess what it is that you want. Number four, create a definite plan for carrying out what it is that you want and begin at once, whether you are ready or not, put this plan into action. Now that right there, majority of people miss the boat on that. They do not sit down and develop a one page simple plan. Here's my goal. Here's my action steps. I'm going to start doing this every single day. Boom. That's my plan. They don't do that. They go around trying to gather more knowledge. They go into what we would call analysis paralysis or information overload. You do not need to know everything to make a decision and move into action. You just need to know what it is that you want and whatever initial ideas that you have, execute those ideas. And it's like what Bob Proctor says. He was saying this. I have have to write this down because I really don't know it by heart. I wrote this down in our in our coaching call yesterday. Go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you will go further. Go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you will be able to see further. So number four, again, create a definite plan for carrying out what it is that you want. Begin at once, and whether you're ready or not, put this plan into action. Number five, write out the clear, concise statement of what it is that you want, the, the date for when you want it by, what you're uh, intending to do, uh, to give in return for what it is that you want and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to get what you want. And guys, this is why I have the Purpose Blueprint Journal. This is what you get when you join the Purpose Conscious University. So in here is the purpose, the vision, the goal. It is your, if I show it to you really quick, the habit every day that you're doing. This is what I'm giving. This is what I'm giving, my habit. This is what I believe, right? This is my self-image, who I'm becoming. On the second page, here are the action steps. This is really my action plan. Here are my action steps. This is what I'm doing every single day. I had this goal, which was on the first page. Number three, here's my goal written in the present tense. Here's the date for it. Here's the date for it. Here's what I'm doing. Here's my action plan. That's what's happening. I digress. Step number six, read your written statement out loud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after arising in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of what it is that you want. And then I'm going to end answering your question with this. It is important that you follow the instructions described in these six steps. It is especially important that you observe and follow the instructions in the sixth paragraph, uh, you may complain that it is impossible for you to see yourself in possession of what it is that you want before you actually have it. Here is where a burning desire will come to your aid. If you truly desire whatever it is that you want so keenly, your desire by default will turn into an obsession. You will have no difficulty in convincing yourself that you will acquire what it is that you want. The object to whatever it is that you want will become so determined that you will have you will have convinced yourself that it's only a matter of time. It's going to be yours. 
Yeah. So there's your answer. I would go back to uh, chapter number four and think and go rich. I would go to page 107 and again, read, you were instructed in the last of the six steps described in the chapter on desire. In the last of the six steps, what was the last of the six steps? What was the sixth step? Read out loud twice daily, one before just retiring at night and once after rising in the morning. See and feel and believe yourself already in possession of what you want. And he writes it again here again. By following these instructions, you, you are communicating what you want directly to your subconscious mind in a spirit of absolute faith. Through repetition of this procedure, you will voluntarily create thought habits which are favorable to your efforts to transmute what it is that you want into its physical equivalent. All right. I think I beat that, that horse dead there. All right. Moving on. All right, positive 742 writes, good hearts sometimes are not appreciated. Do we work on being stronger emotionally? What is your opinion? Um, a good heart does not need to be appreciated. You do not need to be appreciated. You need to focus on appreciating yourself. That's what really trumps everything. It doesn't matter if I appreciate you if you don't appreciate yourself. It's like it doesn't matter if I express my love towards you and tell you all the good things about you and how amazing you are, and how beautiful you are, and how smart you are, and how you can go out there and be successful, none of that matters if you don't believe it for yourself. So instead of focusing on what other people are doing, and their opinions, and what they say, what you should really be doing is focusing internally on what you're saying, how you feel, what you're thinking about. I wouldn't be looking for anybody's validation. I wouldn't be looking for anybody's approval or appreciation. I wouldn't be looking for anybody's attention. My focus is on the inside. Am I thinking about what I want to think about? Am I thinking about my desires, my goals? Am I making sure that when I wake up in the morning, I'm fulfilling my purpose in life? That matters more than whether or not I'm being appreciated. Thank you. Never realized habit was part of manifestation. It, it's all a habit. Manifestation is a habit in and of itself. A habit is something that's automatic. Manifestation is automatic. When you match your habits, your beliefs, your thoughts to your manifestation, it's only a matter of time. It's going to happen. All right, good question here. How do you coach someone through depression? Well, number one, they have to have a burning desire to get out of it in the first place. I wouldn't work with someone who doesn't have a burning desire. So they got to have a burning desire. They got to want to. That's number one. Number two, they're going to be educated. The only reason why people generally have depression is because it's self-inflicted. They have been focusing on negative ideas constantly with repetition They've developed the habit of only thinking negative. That's literally what has happened. And over time, that negative thoughts turn into negative emotions. Negative emotions become suppressed in your body. When negative energy is suppressed in your body, what happens? It turns into depression. You stop because the energy is not being expressed. So you slow down. You stop. You don't want to do anything anymore because you've been internalizing this negative thought, it could be anything. Life's not good. Life's not fair. I'm not where I want to be. 
my my husband left me, my wife left me, whatever it is. The more you keep thinking about what you don't want and what you're what you don't like and what happened to you, the more you're going to put yourself on the path of depression every single time. I've been reading it, but I'm trying to fully grasp what is being said. Um, that's why I tell you just to read one paragraph. Don't read the entire chapter. If you just were to read one paragraph, the paragraph that I said, the third paragraph on the second page of chapter four, auto-suggestion, I guarantee if you do that for the next 30 days, you will understand. You really don't need to read the entire chapter to get it. I would just read that one paragraph that I recommended to you. And I would read it every day for 30 days. Which habit did you say is more powerful than repetition again? Um, I don't think I said that. I don't recall that. Yeah, I don't recall that. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, let's wrap this up today. Let's wrap this up. And let me make sure I didn't miss anybody on YouTube. Okay. We talked about today this concept of positional habits, Put, developing a habit that puts you in a position to receive what it is that you want. Whatever it is that you're asking for, whatever you're striving for, whatever you're shooting for, are you putting yourself in a position to achieve that, to receive it? Because again, this is the way that it works in our life. Whatever we give is what we receive. Whatever we try to take is taken away from us, right? So think about that for a second. What is the one habit that you should be doing every single day that will put yourself in a position to reap, to, to get what you, whatever it is that you want to achieve your goal? What would that habit be? The habit is not always a physical thing. It could be mental. Right. But I often recommend people to find that physical thing. Now, we were talking about this, and I also went over some mistakes and misconceptions. Well, it takes 21 days to develop a habit. I told you guys, after serving 13 years in the military, uh, taking part in some very crazy trainings, and being an instructor myself, I would tell you that's not true. It's really based on the person's burning desire, their emotional state. Your level of intensity, your level of emotion and burning desire is going to drive how committed and consistent you are on this. If you're not all in emotionally, like there is no turning back, like this is, I have to do this. There is no, this is what it is. I'm all in. I'm obsessed. Someone would have to shoot me to stop me from doing this. Oh, you will develop that habit. There's no question about it. But if that's not where you're at, you know, 
it may take a while. And I talked about that. I talked about don't try to change a multiple habits at one time. Just change one. Just focus on developing one new habit. Because you're more like, it's just what I was just telling the gentleman in the chat here. Stop trying to read the entire chapter. Just read one paragraph. One paragraph every day. You guys don't believe me. I challenge you to prove me wrong. Read one paragraph for the next 30 days and come back and tell me you don't understand that more. And tell me you didn't see a change in your behavior. I guarantee you will. Because that's the way the mind works. When you give it one idea, an idea with intensity, an idea that with repetition, an idea that you keep getting emotional about, your subconscious mind has no choice but to accept it. That's the way the subconscious mind works. It can only accept what is impressed on it. What you're impressing upon your subconscious mind is the repetition of what you're thinking about every day. That's it. So then we talked about what are these positional habits? I gave you guys quite a few examples. I gave you guys quite a few examples. And I want to leave you guys with this. What is that habit? Have you been able to get clear on what that habit is? And if you don't know what that habit is, then this is why you probably need to join the Purpose Conscious University. That's why you got to get access to this curriculum. What I'm talking about is what we teach inside. How are you going to know what habit to develop if you don't even know where you're going? How are you going to know where you're going if you don't know why you're waking up in the morning? These are fundamental principles that will allow you to live a great life, a happy life, a life of fulfillment and meaning and direction. But if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to know what you, the habit you should be developing? So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for today. I really felt like this was another show that we hit out of the park. Um, habits will change your life. You guys know this. There's no question about that. Um, and the sooner you get around to understanding that, the sooner things are going to continue to get better for you. So having said that, I'm going to let you guys go. Appreciate you. Appreciate every one of you guys. Hold on. We got one more question. So let me let me answer that because I know this is important. Someone asked me what paragraph was it? If you go over to chapter four and think and go rich, in my book, it's page 107. It would be technically it would be the second paragraph. Um, because there's a paragraph at the top, but it's a continuing from the other page. So page 107, second paragraph, it says, you were instructed in the last of the six steps described in the chapter on desire to read out, out loud twice daily your written statement of your desire for what it is that you want and to see and feel yourself already in possession of what you want. By following these instructions, you communicate the object of what you want directly to your subconscious mind in a spirit of absolute faith. Through repetition of this procedure, you will voluntarily create thought ha habits which are favorable to your efforts to transmute what you want into its physical equivalent. It's just one paragraph. I would just reread that one until it clicks. Page 107 in my book. 107. All right, guys. That is the show today. Love you guys. Take care. Remember, the show was recorded, so you can go back and rewatch this and re-listen to it. You can watch it on my YouTube channel immediately right after this. 
And you can listen to this on Spotify, Google, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. Take care, everyone. Bye.